everybody for tuning in to the nation let's get this thing going one way or another really appreciate everybody we live like 95 uh we got a special guest today or tonight as we can look at it this thing this way uh-huh yeah we're gonna cross post this thing over to a koye media page because that's who we have in this thing too uh, my brother from another mother. Everybody know <laughs> that when you see this guy going down and talking about players, right? Everybody think that he he just like this guy to sit behind the film sessions and say, "Hey, Dak Prescott sucks" and this sort of thing, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's not that, man. Sometimes people call what they see, and at, at a lot of times it is what it is. So, with that being said, man, Koye, tell them who you are, man. Tell them where they can find you at and everything of that nature. I appreciate it, Law. I appreciate the uh, the uh, disclaimer for me too. I be needing that sometimes, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can find me on the Koye Media Media on YouTube. That's A K O Y E uh, mm-hmm. Media on YouTube. If you want to say something to me, I had to add this now. Uh, if you want to speak to me directly, you can email me at Koye two thousand one at Gmail. Because a lot of people, you know, try to. I guess send invites or talk in the chat box, and that's not the place for it. So I'll just go ahead and tell you that's the email you guys can use if you want to reach me for anything like a uh, a post or any suggestions. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to my uh, Patreon, not to give you guys too much, but patreon.com backslash A-K-O-Y-A. You can, uh, you can go there as well. But uh, primarily, you know, you can catch me Facebook, email, Twitter is the best. Uh, you know, that's also a cool media, but uh, – I'm enjoying the ride, man, and, and like you said, it's nothing personal, just mm-hmm. the film. And if the film, if the film don't lie, I damn sure ain't. So if the film say it, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, I'm talking about. It. Fair and balanced, right down the middle. Uh, this off season, I said these are the things that Dak Prescott must improve on: stepping up through his throws, going through his progression, and then also taking advantages of the open receiver, meaning taking the chances of throwing the ball down the field when there's there. Now, we did see like the first few weeks, what have you. It did. It looked just like, I'm telling you, and we still have our reservation to this game. It looked just like the last part or the latter part of last year. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, come on, Dak, just throw the ball down the field. And, uh, of course, my guy, Vach Lombardi, he kind of reeled me back and said, okay, if players execute, then we will see a better playing style out of Dak Prescott. But then it was a little bit something else. I, I saw that he he, he regressed in a, in a, on a few plays, too. But then, and then also, I saw little sprinkles of hope when he played against the Giants, when he played against the Detroit Lions, then when he played against uh, this last game against Jacksonville Jaguars. Is this a home game situation, Phil? Or Um, this is who Dak Prescott is? Talk to me, fam. That's the way it's starting to look. Let me move my chair back because I see Mm -hmm. I'm super close to this uh, camera. (laughs) You're making love to the camera, fam. (laughs) That's what Vach always say. I've always, he made me get glasses. I'm always squinting or I'm always in the camera. Yeah. But, um, it's starting to look that way. Um, for, for me, I only go by what I see. And, you know, as you get more and more film uh, under your belt mm-hmm. uh, as the season goes on, that's what we've been seeing consistently is that, you know, stats-wise, it's not much different. Like, his, his stats right. are average around 170, 160-something per game. But the execution and the decision-making at home versus away, it's like away, he's, he, he's, he's more than happy to dink, dunk, and, and check down. Mm-hmm. And when he's home, that 170 yards might come on less completions, but he gets chunk yardage on, on specific plays. And honestly, my critique of him, if you go back to the very beginning, has always mm-hmm. been Dak needs to take some chances. 2016, Dak took chances because he had people who 
demanded that of him. Mm-hmm. 2017, Dak, uh, he started off that way. And whether you give him the excuse that it was Zeke, you know, missing six games, or you want to say it was the Atlanta game, um, whatever excuse or whatever reason you really want to pin pin down as to why he hasn't been the same, mm-hmm. he just hasn't been. Uh, and that's been for like the last 12, 13 games. Now, I'm happy that he did what he did against the Jags because to me, and maybe 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 KC kind of exposed them a little bit, but to me, Jacksonville's defense was one of the uh, most formidable defenses that I looked at on the schedule. That in the Texas that mm-hmm. I looked at on the schedule where I knew we would be tested both up front and definitely on the back end. And the shots that he took, Against AJ Bouye, I was I was happy with it. Right, the, the back shoulder fade that that's something I haven't seen in the attempt. <laughs> right, year. so that was that was to me that was his best game of the season. And if Dak plays well enough to throw one eighty three against the Jaguars, that's easily two fifty three hundred against anyone else. Easily, if he can mm. continue that trend, I don't think he'll stay on the one eighty one sixty mark. So just get that in mind. Like keep that in mind, and then on top of that. People think that we as fans and myself, especially the critical ones, mm-hmm. don't want to see good football play in the number four jersey. That's not the truth. Mm-hmm. If I get it, I, I just want good quarterback play. Right, just want a good quarterback it play. It could be Ryan Fitzpatrick. It could be Luke McCown. It could be <laughs> that. I don't care who does it. You can go get Vinny Testaverde for all I care. I don't give a damn. If no they can doubt. play and they and they bring it, hey, I'm all happy. So we if that can play this way, <laughs> Pay the man, do whatever you want with him, you know, regardless of how I felt about him before. Like, I never had a personal issue. I just felt like the film and his play, and you guys know as well, wasn't good for the last semi-odd game. However, no doubt, no doubt. Let me give a quick shout-out for those that's in the chat box, man. I always like to give love to the first person that's in the uh, YouTube chat box. Flows Infinite, man, that's a tight, cold name boy i'm trying to keep it pg-13 for myself uh the original wow wale i think that's how you say it. lance satchel thank you for tuning in third place you gotta you gotta step it up uh as far as my facebook panel i call it the facebook elite panel Koye. uh yes, your, your facebook is lit too man i'm seeing people out there and as well as your youtube so don't forget to give shots out there but shout out Definitely. to eric k carrick teagle my brother from another mother over here on the facebook elite panel anthony uh, walden and um who else we got over here? Who else in this thing, man? I really appreciate Scott and Cindy Henson. Thank you. And Dwayne, Dwayne and things over here, man. We live like 95, boy. Jamal Anderson, all y'all, man. Who you got over there on your side, man, as far as the YouTube before we get into this, these uh, Washington dead skins? Uh, you know, Chris Rain, I'm, I'm going to go off the names that I see repeatedly first. There you, you go. Know, Flame, Flames, King Kid, you know, I appreciate you being first up there. Chris Rayner, uh, he's always on there. Uh, Jackie, I saw I saw Jacqueline a second ago. Oh no, Janiqua, I'm sorry, Janiqua Russell. Janiqua, shout out to the Janiquas of the world. <laughs> yeah, she always on showing love, man. Uh-huh. Always showing love. It's, it's a bunch of people in here, man. So a uh, Vach, I don't know if this the real Vach because sometimes I got a little fake Vach that be on here. Man, you got to make the real Vach like a moderator so you know for sure yeah. that's the real deal, Holyfield. I got yeah, the real Vach on my hand. He live like ninety five. Let me know Vach if you want to jump on in, man. <laughs> you can get exactly. on in too. <laughs> exactly. He on yeah. Here saying what up, uh, Marcus Callaway. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying, but I I always appreciate the love. That's that's the main thing, man. Like I I don't have anybody to talk to but myself about football. You guys aren't listening, so. I appreciate everybody that tuned in. 
especially being as though I'm not I'm not the type to to schedule it where I'm like you know I'm going live or I go live. <laughs> right, so especially me. Jump on blind like that, and y'all jump on, man. I appreciate that. Man, I got the Ray Charles vision. I just be like jumping on in at any given time. Be blind like Georgia, Georgia. <laughs> but hey, let me know this right here. Did you get a chance to evaluate anybody for the Redskins or or the uh, Deadskins, Foreskins, however you want to call them? Did you get a chance to evaluate anybody on that side of the tape? defense in particular like, I, who you I, got I man who you got on the defense side um it's the kid from um from uh from chicago forget his name i always forget his name outside linebacker back mcphee pernell mcphee mcphee pernell McPhee. yeah mcphee is no joke man he's no joke i don't know i don't know if he's healthy this week but mcphee is no joke like as far as run stopping mm-hmm. um that's going to be zeke's biggest uh obstacle this week uh, Pernell McPhee never has never been a burner. He was like a four eight, four seven guy coming out of the combine, coming mm-hmm. out of college. But um, the way the Bears used him to set the edge and to wreak havoc in the backfield and set things up for the rest of his guys, it seems Washington's doing more of the same. Um, and then you already know they have number ninety one who always plays good against us. Uh, Kerrigan, I think his name. Is. Uh, Kerrigan, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. very so that, that, very quick off that edge there. Yeah, they're 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 athletic uh, in their in, in their linebacker core. So as far as running the ball, uh, and 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 then throwing as well, throwing passing obviously is not our strong suit. Mm-hmm. So we already know they got Josh Norman back there. He does he hasn't looked like himself all year, but uh, he's still back there and he's still formidable. But as far as running the ball, uh, I think the Redskins run defense is real. They are real, and we play right into their hands in regards to our style of play is similar to theirs. They'd much rather keep a close game, ball control type offense, win it in the end with good efficiency from the quarterback position, you know, and we're we're similar. So it's going to come down to who doesn't make mistakes, really. Like, we play the same style of football. Hard nose, front sevens, we both have them. Uh, you know, holes in the back end, we both have them. But uh, our offense plays similar. So I think that it's going to be about who doesn't make mistakes, and whose offense is able to extend those drives? Because any defense breaks down, like we did Jack the Jaguars. They mm-hmm. were on the field for 38 minutes. Any defense will break down if we can keep them on the field. So yes, indeed. keeping those defenses, keeping that defense on the field, so we can break their back is crucial to us winning this game. Um, and if we're able to score early uh, and not turn the ball over, I got us winning. Uh, I think we're the better team mm-hmm. if it's, if all things are even. Meaning, if we're not turning the ball over. We have a better running game. You know, AP ain't AP. Uh, 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 he ain't what he used to be. But <laughs> we have a better running game. Uh, we have a better offensive line. And I'd say quarterback play, that I would give them the edge as far as quarterback play, but Alex Smith's not out there alone. And I'm not trying to be smart by saying that. I think that no, 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 it's good. I, I love I love to hear this alone. right here because I love strong opinions. Alone. What are your thoughts on um, – I, I want to hear this especially from you uh, as it relates to Alex Smith. What is his cons? What is his pros? Like, what does what does he does better than Dak Prescott per se? And what does Dak Prescott does better than Alex uh, Smith? So, yeah, I want to know that, those things right there. Talk to me. Um, I think Alex Smith is just he is a seasoned game manager. So, where Dak Dak White might see a throw or might might have the proper read, mm-hmm. uh, but hesitate on it. Alex Smith makes the plays he needs to make when he needs to make it. Uh, so they're similar in a lot of ways. It's just that 
I think Dak is a lot more willing to take a check down or to 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 run when he sees you know a little bit of pressure rather than making the throws that he needs to make when he needs to make them. Um, he did that against the Jags. He did it against the Lions, mm-hmm. uh, but he hasn't been consistent. He, ha- he doesn't have the, the 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 same body of work as Alex Smith yet uh, to be able to show that he can do that. Um, so I think Alex Smith is just a, a seasoned game manager. Do I think Dak's ceiling is higher? Possibly. If if he can show that he's willing to make those 65-yard passes and take those shots to open up defenses and use his mind to manipulate defenses to where he wants, where Tony Romo was saying that near the end of his career. He said, near the end of my career, it wasn't about mm-hmm. what do I need to do to to beat these guys or what do I need to do to get past them. It's like, we're going to do what we do. And, if, and what can you do to stop mm-hmm. us? And can you trick me? You can still trick Dak. I don't think you can trick Alex Smith as easy. You have to just beat him. You know what I mean? Dak, you can still trick, or you can get him to doubt himself because he's shown that. Anytime you have a guy mm-hmm. who who can, when he has his footwork right and his mechanics are, are okay, he can launch the ball. He showed that in that Tavon, on that Tavon Austin play, and he's done that a couple times before where he actually can put the ball out there. And mm-hmm. I, I start to forget that because he does so consistently on film. He's, th- he's underthrowing because his footwork and his mechanics aren't sound. So I'd say if you wanted to say what can Alex Smith do better, I think Alex Smith has those things already kind of hardwired in. Footwork is where it's at. He's, no doubt. He moves around in the pocket better. He can shift and he keeps his eyes down full better. Dak is better as obviously as being a runner. I think he's a little tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dak, as far as a complement to our offense, I would say they're similar. But I, I would say strengths versus weaknesses, that, that would be it. If Dak gets his footwork down and gets his football IQ up, then, you know, who knows what he can be. And hopefully he does those things. But he has to buy himself enough time this season to be able to do that. And what I mean by that is win enough games so that people like myself and, you know, Jerry and the nation, obviously Jerry said he wasn't, he wasn't going anywhere, but right. people like myself aren't calling for your head if you're winning. So if he wins enough games – to be able to get to another offseason of solid, of solid work and learning, then, of course, he's going to progress because, you know, experience does. That's what a Koye means. It's just accumulation of knowledge over years of experience. That's a cold Same name, thing. fam. So, so with that being there, said, uh, so, so so Dak Prescott collectively have, a, 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 I guess, a, a higher ceiling than what Alex Smith got right now. Uh, we can see that he he can learn to go through his progressions a little bit better. I saw last game that he was stepping up through his throws, but now we have to marry that up into this game, see if he can be consistent with that portion. And if he can, then we can smell just a little bit of 2016 flavor coming around. Now, this is the thing. Now, even though I said from, uh, I guess, from several videos ago that this team collectively uh, is, is a team of uh, undrafted undrafted uh, wide receivers out there, right? right. Now, I was with the belief all offseason that if you give Dak Prescott today one more year, and a lot of people fail to realize that, I say give him one more year because if you look back to Tony Romo's seasons with Dez Bryant, it took to that third year to that light to cut on and say, okay, these are what yeah. Dez Bryant need, need to be at with the ball, and this is how I need to throw him the ball per se. And then we saw that third year that everybody was sitting at the edge of the seat and said, hey, this kid can be something special. Although we saw glimpses of it because he was robbed his first year. Dez Brown, he got injured. You know, he broke his foot or what have you. His second year, he was I, still, I, Yeah, you I remember that rookie year? Like that, that yeah. first year, his, his first 
first year, and 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 that's where the sad uh-huh. part was with when it came to Jazz being judged over the three years of of work rather than each year individually. Right. Because just 2015, obviously, he was hurt. Tony Romo was hurt. He had four different quarterbacks. Nobody holds that against anybody in a vacuum mm-hmm. when you're looking at it by itself. But when you're judging it, oh, when you keep saying three years of declining stats, it becomes an issue. And then if you look at 2016, he made a Pro Bowl not because of his name. He made a Pro Bowl because he only played in 12 games. And in those 12 games, he was top three in the league in regards to his output. Like, Getting 800 yards in 12 games and nine touchdowns, you know, that's that's damn good. So he played great in 2016. You know, mm-hmm. in 2017, Zeke was gone. Their offense wasn't right, and Dak wasn't right either. So in 2017, everybody, like they said, everybody was down. Cole, you don't judge Cole Beasley based off of 2017. You know, I, yeah. don't, I don't think Cole, Cole Beasley's a bum. So I, I agree with you. I think the sad part is that it ended in such a vicious way where – now it's like so many things that need to be walked back to be able to even make it a reality for him to play again. And that's both on Desna's side and the Cowboys side. So now I don't, I don't see that ever being a reality while the same regime is in place. I think Jerry and Des can coexist, but I don't think once you start using lines like Jarrett's guy, Garrett's guys and, and coming at Linehan mm-hmm. and so on, I don't think you can, I don't think he can ever revisit that. And I, and I do think that part of that, whether it was malicious or not, I think mm-hmm. part of it was Dak as well. Because if you see someone like you, you wouldn't have gotten rid of Jason Kelsey when Alex Smith was there because that was his blanket. That was you, his you're talking about, you're about Travis Kelsey, right? Right? I don't, I don't uh, want to mix the Jason, Tra- Jason, Tra- Jason, Jason baby with it. <laughs> yeah, 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 Travis. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, you you wouldn't get rid of Greg Olson no matter how many times he gets hurt. Him and Cam gonna be a marriage. You know what I mean? You you wouldn't get rid of. Uh, uh, Mike Thomas while he with Drew Brees like it's not gonna happen because they have their pet cat and when they got that guy that they like Keenan Allen with with Philip Rivers you know when you have that guy that you like until mm-hmm. you have a, a solid replacement you don't usually see people get rid of their quarterback's favorite target so obviously that that was Dak's most consistent target but I don't think Dez was ever his favorite target you know I think I think part of that was Dak wanting to kind of see a team that he runs. Because now there's nobody else to look at. Like that that right. that offense, there's no voice that can yeah. shine him out or cloud him out. So again, not to get into the whole Dez. Well, well, it, it, it is what it is. Uh we, we gotta use that as a reference, as a talk point, but to the next topic. But before we go to that next topic, uh I wanna bring up a fact that with Cowboys Nation, I understand that we so we so greedy in a sense. We so at the edge of winning the next Super Bowl. Always Super Bowl or bust, Super Bowl or bust. I just watched a team last year, Atlanta Falcons, who pretty much, if you look at his stats, you know, um, Matt Ryan's stats collectively compared to a Dak Prescott, believe it or not, they're not that light. They're not light years apart from each other. And, and look at the weapons that Matt Ryan had. And then on top of that, Matt Ryan had the ability to be playing in this league for almost 10 years or more. But you don't hear Atlanta, Atlanta Falcon Nation talking about, hey, let's get rid of him because he can't pass the ball to Julio Jones. And I think Julio Jones have yet to even score a touchdown to this day, did he? Did oh, Julio man, Jones got a touchdown? That, that's, that's another argument. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about these receivers, right? Talk about them. Let's talk about them. Let's talk about I, 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 I like sometimes I do, like just the personal. Mm-hmm. I'm a person, too. I'm not just right, the analyst. Right, 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 right. So right, right. me on a personal level, sometimes I want to, you know, 
one up the guys who talk all this crazy shit when we were getting rid of Dez. It was like, hey, mm-hmm. he a cancer to the locker. I even see people saying that <laughs> in my chat, like he's a cancer. I'm like, yo, you can't tell me Odell ain't a cancer right now. You can't tell me that AB ain't a cancer right now. They both mm-hmm. are cancerous right now. More right, than cancer. But, but, like, but, well, let, let me start. Uh, are they young cancers? Are they young tumors? You know what I mean? <laughs> they do oh, get, they are a little younger oh, though. Yeah, I mean, AB, AB and, and Dez the same exact age. They came For real? In the league same man, time. damn. Yeah. I didn't even know they that. Came in, they came in the league same time. So well, I'm going to hush on cancers. that one then. <laughs> they both acting crazy. And then on top of that, you know, we talk Julio being number one in the league or the best in the league, you know. And for me, Dez has been declining for three years, bro. And right now he's sitting on a on, on, at home. And today, Julio is still 30 touchdowns behind Dez. Today. He ain't even gaining no ground on it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how you can't catch a dude who's sitting on the couch and who, who you claim been bumming for all this time? So for me, looking at the way the receivers are playing out this year, both acting as prima donnas, like like receivers act. Uh, it's just disheartening the fact that we, even when you watch Skip and Shannon, man, you'll hear them say they'll excuse Odell or they'll excuse AB and make excuses for that. But when Dez was on the sideline talking shit, they made it seem like he was a, a pariah. So I'm like, well, you can't have it both ways, man. You can't. Uh, uh, Sammy Watkins is not balling. Um, nah, nah. Uh, uh, Landry is not balling. Jarvis um, Landry. Yeah, Alan oh, yeah, yeah. Robinson is not balling. But all these guys got checks in the offseason that are bigger than Dez's check, too. So mm-hmm. all our arguments about Dez, like, it do piss me off as a fan that not not the everybody on the outside, but that we as Cowboys fans roll with that shit. Like, that, we mm-hmm. still be repeating this bullshit. And mm-hmm. it's just, to me, that was just, that was the most disheartening part. So that's why when you brought up Julio <laughs> having a touchdown this year, it was like, come on, man. Yeah. When Dez... With Des, if Des with Dak, will we be in week six with no touchdowns? I doubt it. Nah, nah, nah. They, they, they figure out a way uh, to, to have him out there. Uh, that pass, uh, that last game, that pass that everybody saw that Jalen Ramsey caught the interception on. And I trust me, I like Alan Hearn for what he can do as far as the inside. But I said before the start of the season, he's an inside guy, not an outside guy. That's just my thoughts. You know, although he got the size, he can pass the uh, the eyeball test as far as an outside looking like an X receiver because he got the size. And regardless, uh, that exact same play, go back to the 49ers game. Of course, it's a different type of caliber of cornerback. But T. Will, they ran that exact same play. It was an underthrown pass because you want to underthrow it on that particular route. Because uh, all he had to do, if Allen Hearns were to just turn around instead of just shielding yeah, the guy, it would look like a back shoulder. Fade. It would have been a back shoulder fade. He'd have, he'd have caught the ball, and naturally the momentum would have pulled him into the touchdown. And and I'm not saying I'm trying to give a pass for my brother from another mother, Dak Prescott. Shout out to Mississippi State. Uh, but this is the thing. I'm not giving him a pass, but sometimes I saw Juju Smith Schuster, however you say this man's name, snatching the ball off the helmet. And I saw also uh, uh, Funches snatching the ball away from the opposition. So sometimes your receivers right. got to make plays and help your young quarterback out, you know. Uh, and and, and that's problem, just bottom line. The problem, with mm-hmm. that, problem with that argument, though, when people do it, mm-hmm. the problem that I have with it is not that I don't think that Dak needs uh, weapons. Like, we have top-tier weapons. It's the rhetoric. Like, you got you to gotta live, live to the words that you speak. Like, if I say something mm-hmm. – I know it's coming. I know people coming for me if I say something out my mouth. I don't mind that. I gotta, cause I gotta stand behind my words. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? So when you say all off season, 
Dak friendly this, Dak friendly that. We don't need a number one receiver. And then when the season start, everybody like, well, we need a number one. You see him got help. <laughs> like, hey, we was talking this shit, and me, my, myself included, we all were talking about how, yeah, you can win with a receiver by committee. Yeah. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, it's like, man, you know, people on the uh, Drake song, I'm sick of this shit. I some help. <laughs> get rid of these niggas. You know what I'm saying? Everybody <laughs> in that type of time right now with it. And I'm like, nah, 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 nah. You can't do that. You can't start talking them those conversations because if you're – that you don't need one to galvanize. Come on, Wi-Fi. If you're get saying together. that, you okay, yeah, good. Get one, man. Yeah, you you're bl- yeah, blanking you out one. for a second. That was me blanking out. No, no, it probably be mine or yours, one of one or another. But you back on it, back on it now. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was just saying, like you know, you you might you might have one or two guys that you need to bring along, but when there's no there's no rhythm or consistency, I don't like the rotation. Same thing. They they rotate our receivers like we rotate our defensive line. I don't like. Oh, and then they do the same no, thing with the tight ends too. So the continuity and the poise. We got too much rotation going on. Mm-hmm. Period. Let Rico play so he can. He only gonna get that Okoye or experience from playing. <laughs> yeah. So let him play. I like uh, that. Yeah. E- even if he bums it up for the beginning of the season, let him play. He got to get his. He got to get his lumps. And the only way he gonna learn is if you got it on tape. Where like, oh, you see where you did that on this play. Don't do that shit no more. He don't have mm-hmm. that because we not show. It's nothing to. He not getting the reps. Well, uh, well, well, let's talk about this though. Um, you, you was talking about you know the rotations and the receivers. Uh, you you did agree with me that you can't win with uh without a number one receiver, right? Right. 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 Okay. Good. 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 But this is the thing. Um, will any one of these guys be a solid two for a team? Mine is Cole yeah. Beasley. Yeah, I think Hunter's Deontay Thompson. He can go to like uh, some obscure team and be their number two receiver. Can Allen Hearns? I think Allen Hearns. He was like a third receiver for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, if I'm correct. Allen Robinson, and then you had the uh, this Marquise Lee guy, number eleven, who's a big guy. Uh huh. I would say, uh-huh. I would say uh, Hearns was a he's a tweener number two. If you tweener number two, and, he's like uh, a poor man's. He's a poor man's Larry Fitzgerald. Put, the problem is he, he he has the same problem people were saying Des would have if he tried to move to the slot. Beasley mm-hmm. is only a slot receiver. He's not an outside guy. Shout out so, to Beasley. <laughs> Go ahead. Shout out to Beasley. <laughs> you got bars, too. I was listening to his rap. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Beasley's a slot guy. Uh-huh. So Alan, Alan Hearns, he does his damage. Not from the outside. He does his damage from the slot. So having Beasley out there with him, if you threw Alan Hearns in the slot and put Beasley on the outside in a specific formation, mm-hmm. Beasley canceled is canceled out almost, and Alan Hearns is a dead giveaway that is going to him because he's never in the slot. See what I'm saying? Right. So I, that's his problem right now. He needs to go to a team where they don't have a slot guy and he can work like Jarvis Landry, you know, a guy that could just work around in the slot. That's what he's good at. He'll take a hit, and he's good at getting those possession catches across the middle that are tough. So that is there is value in that. But I, I to, to me personally, I looked at the five receptions or five incomplete passes that were thrown to him last game. Uh, it was more so like seventy thirty. Yeah, he, he was running like okay. Well, I, I ain't gonna do him that bad. 80-20. 80-20. He he like Dez to me was faster than him. Um, oh, I he think, ain't fast. No, nah, yeah, long shot. Yeah, and then he didn't compete for the ball when it was in traffic. So 
Uh, I don't know but if he's giving up on himself or if he's just sitting there saying that, hey, I'm running these routes hard for the first two or three weeks. The ball didn't never come my way. I was open getting separation. Now I'm gonna throw a little hissy fit, man. and I'm just not. I'm just not feeling it. You already know. I, I did a video on Alan mm -hmm. Hearns called "The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly." Right on Alan Hearns when we first got him. Mm -hmm. Right, and everything I said, people even in those comments arguing with me like he's gonna be the replacement for Dez or he's. I'm like he's just on tape. He, he, he's not that type of player. Right, uh, and he's still not. He's not an area guy throwing in his radius and he's gonna get it. No, he would be blanked out a lot with Blake Burles, and it's not because Blake is just trash. It's because Alan Hearns can be taken away real easily. People sit on him. Uh, corners sit on him all day. And what I mean by sit on him, they'll play off because mm -hmm. they they know that you know if you throw it underneath, he ain't breaking no tackles and going nowhere. Uh, so they'll play off of him because he's easy enough to tackle. And when they play off, they could just watch him and the quarterback play through the man and sit on every route because he's not going double move. You get deep. Enough. He has done it this year to his credit on film, though. He's yeah, he did. It. He done it. Yeah. And he hasn't <laughs> been doing it, but he yeah. did it this year because I guess frustration, you know, uh, bring that out of you because he's gotten open and gotten past that with some double moves. It's just that he hasn't gotten those opportunities because I think Dak even looks at it like, you know, in practice, this dude don't get deep. So he's probably not going to get deep. So Dak's not even looking for him, whether it's because of Dak immaturity or Dak doesn't trust him. He's not looking for him. He's not no, looking no. for him. And that, last week, I think because of all of the media uproar, Dak started to look for him. But those looks to me uh, were like some of Dez's looks near the end. You know, it was like, mm -hmm. yeah, you throwing the ball to him <laughs> or at him uh -huh. or in the area. But it's not like the best. It's not like he's like, you know, running great routes and the ball right where it needs to be. And he's just like, you know, out there being an asshole. You know what I mean? Alshon Jeffrey can't run either. Throw the ball to the man in a certain way, he's going to adjust and catch the ball. You know what I mean? Yes, indeed. Alshon Jeffrey don't get open. You throw yeah. him a back shoulder fade, though, he'll catch it. You throw him low and low on the outside, he'll catch it. You throw him a slant route that's on time and not behind, he's going to catch that. Throw him a yes, jump indeed. ball, he's going to catch it. So <laughs> I feel like the same thing. Like, if you once you trust him and you trust Alan Hearns, then you'll be willing to throw the ball even when he's not open. But right now, Dak doesn't trust himself nor Alan Hearns well enough to do that. Yeah, it's going to take a little second for that chemistry to build, and I don't think that they got that second. So would you do this, though? Uh, talks of, uh, I don't know if you ever looked at Amari Cooper's tape. I don't know if you looked at a uh, a Parker tape. I think he was a, a second-round draft pick from the Dolphins. He released, I think, I think his name is Devontae Parker. I think that's it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Parker from the from the from the um, Dolphins. From the I Dolphins. say Lee Parker. Yeah, Lee Parker, right where he at? <laughs> injury prone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real, yeah. like he—he's a good talent, and I see why Miami will be willing to shop him because they got so much. Uh, they looking for they a third Iowa or a fourth. They looking for a third yeah, or a fourth. They got, pick they got talent. They got talent at the receiver position, so I see why they want to shop him. But I think that's a bad move for us. Cause I, I just don't look at Parker as anything. Like if you're gonna play Parker, you might as well just play Bryce Butler. I think they true that, they're true comparable, that. and you know they comparable as far as skill set. They they fast, long guys. They not really, they not they got okay hands, you know. But Parker, I think is just too injury prone. Uh, Cooper, I also say leave him where he at. Cause if you go and bring Cooper in here, I like Mike Gallup just as much as I like Cooper, man. Gallup yeah. just doesn't get those same looks and those opportunities. But I like Gallup just as much as I like Amari Cooper. I think if you take Gallup and put him with a quarterback that wants to throw the ball and mm -hmm. knows how to, you know, throw you open, like, you would think if, if Gallup was on the Saints right now with Drew Brees oh, tutoring man. him, 
you would think he was a fucking the best. Excuse me, the best. No, no, you good. You good. Got one of them. No, no, that that Mike, that that Michael Thomas for the uh, very comparable to Gallup in certain sense. But I know right now Michael Thomas is sitting on on the world right now. He's faster, yeah. But I'm talking about the the contested catch up in the air. That Thomas something nice. Then then he got the last name Thomas. So (laughs) yeah, Yeah, that brother right there, man. Gallup Gallup can run routes. He can run routes. Uh He got okay hands. I think he he made. And, and that's another thing, like, Dez dropped some balls, but I think this wide receiver core as a whole has dropped a lot of passes, man. So, yeah. you know, that's a problem. It's just still, it's still a problem. It's just now they spread those drops out. But um, I think if Gallup was develop, developing with uh, with that for the, for, from 2016 to now, I think he would be uh, on the same pedigree as Namari Cooper. So I don't, yes, I don't think bringing in Amari Cooper is the answer because to say that is to say that he's like, such a world beater that it doesn't matter. You know, you could just throw the ball in his area. He's going to make you better. And that's not the truth. If that was the case, he wouldn't be having no problems over there with Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a better, purer passer than Dak. And he had trouble with Derek Carr. So he's definitely going to have trouble with Dak. Yes, indeed. That just goes to show you, man, uh, uh, how much intangibles work, you know, because we can look at Derek Carr and we can say, okay, you have a running back. He has a tight end. He has better receivers out there on the outside. But he just don't have those intangibles. And th- those are things that we just can't measure. Dak Prescott, I, I had, a, had a person earlier this morning who was talking back and forth with me saying that, hey, right now, the Cowboys should have went with a, a quarterback or they should have went with Jalen Ramsey and maybe picked up a, a Ryan Fitzpatrick instead of Dak Prescott in the draft. And, and this team would have been a, a whole lot better, et cetera. And I said, yeah, Fitzpatrick is Fitzpatrick. He's going to turn into the Fitzpatrick of the Fitzpatrick. You see what I'm saying? Right. So Fitzpatrick just don't have those intangibles. He would give you that little flash in the pan. He would show you some things that you would sit at the edge of your seat and say, man, that guy's remarkable. But he would right. turn back into that uh, that that Fitz nasty whatever he's doing. Oh. <laughs> I don't no, even I know how to call him, you know. Ryan mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick, he's been a journeyman for the wrong team. Right. I think if, if, uh, if you put Fitzpatrick on this Cowboys offense, Talk to me. Talk to me. Break it uh, down to it me then. Like a different, mm-hmm. It would look like a different offense. Right. I, I think it would look like a different offense. And I'm not saying that to discredit Dak. I think Dak and, and Fitzpatrick play different styles of quarterback. He will and, launch uh, it down the field. He will attempt yeah, he, it. <laughs> he won't take some shots. So plays that you'll never see Dak make are like some of those some of those plays he, that, that Fitzpatrick made against Pittsburgh or in the second half. Or, or you know, Dak won't even attempt those types of throws. So that's why I say, like, this offense would definitely look different because Fitz knows how to get the ball to slow receivers, fast receivers. He knows how to use Deshaun Jackson just as well as he knows how to use Mike Evans and a tight end. He can get the ball to anybody. The problem with Fitzpatrick is I think that that, that uh, Harvard or Ivy League education gets to him because he, he overthinks things and overdoes shit sometimes. So I would take him in a heartbeat right now. Right Look, but, this this is the thing. This is what I'm thinking but, right here. But but I would put him. I would put him behind behind, behind Dak Prescott. Yes, yeah. as a backup. You know, that's what I was right. thinking. The same thing. Like maybe yeah. you get somebody like a seasoned veteran that can help Dak Prescott to say, yeah, okay, maybe. right now they're showing you a cover three look, and they're gonna cheat in. It yeah, looks exactly. like a cover one, but it's disguised. Somebody, you know, somebody he don't respect. I don't care what anybody say. That I could tell. You could tell body language. Mm-hmm. Dak don't respect Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore would be talking to him. Dak would be looking anywhere, everywhere. He not he drinking his Gatorade and looking around like fuck out of here. Right. He don't care what <laughs> Kellen Moore is talking about. 
Yeah, so you, you played football. You played football in middle school or high school. Yeah, I played all through high school. Played, played all through high school. school. What, what position you played? My, my whole, I played linebacker. I played left guard and I played tackle. Let, let, let's say let's say you played linebacker uh, your your uh, your junior year and you beat out the that senior my, guy, right? Right. And then all of a sudden, the senior guy he went off to college and he came back and he was supposed to be like like the student uh, uh, transitioning coach, coach out there. And he oh, telling you, you he telling you what to do your senior year and you sitting here like, bro, I beat you out in my junior right. year. You right. so you're not going to take about? that much weight from him. You might listen to Dag, some of the things, but you're not going to listen to all of the things. Dak needs the same stimulation he's always had when he succeeded, which mm. is when when Dak came in in Mississippi State, he was he was a backup that didn't want to lose his spot. His first year, and mm-hmm. he balled out. Next year he didn't play half as good. He played like the Dak of 2017 in his la- in his final year, which is why he dropped to the fourth round. And if you look at if you think I'm lying, Go look at his scouting report from NFL.com. Yeah, I read that several exactly. times. Yeah. And he and all the things that they're talking about are the things that he struggles with now. But the one consistent thing in both those scenarios is he came in here as a backup. Didn't want to lose his position in 2016. 2017, he had nobody even threatening him for his position. 2018 either. If he has somebody out there where he knows the coach can say, hey, let's see what this other guy can do. Because you're not, you're not, might not bench you permanently. But you're not performing in this game. Let me see what somebody else can do. He don't have that. Or he don't have nobody that he respects in training or in practice that says, yo, this is how you throw the ball. I used to see him mm-hmm. watch Romo on a on a rep and right. then be behind Romo doing the same shit Romo was doing. So you can say Romo yeah. was in his ear. But those who say it was Mark Sanchez in his ear, who cares who's in his ear? He had two veterans that he can watch. He watched their reps. He mimicked their reps. And he did what they did. And he succeeded because of the pressure of them being behind him mm-hmm. and also the experience that they can lend to him during games. I've seen Romo tell him when they're in this look, they're only trying to trick you. You got to come back to it. I've seen him. You can right. right. I, I, I saw that. Play. And then I saw it on all or nothing too, where he was talking to right. another quarterback. He said, look, the way that Dak press, the, the way that Tony Romo is able to get the ball out quick, I'm going to try to get that into my game. And there's something about that. I got a little daughter. She'd be trying to mimic me. And I was sitting there saying exactly. to myself, like it's something about having that person with experience. It's something about right. having that person who's been down there before. And you know, that's just the striking thing about this. We don't have nobody on the wide receiver side of the ball that have that strong experience, and we have right. nobody on the uh, the tight end side of the ball that have that strong experience. You know, and, the, and, the bad thing ahead. about Dez mm-hmm. and those guys being gone and bringing in veterans that aren't solid, like Hearns is mm-hmm. a veteran, but he's right. not a voice. They can't Hearns can't come in and talk shit to that, you know. Mm-hmm. But you see what he said in the public is exactly what Des was saying. Mm-hmm. But I think we pulled the trigger on guys like Des due to the fact that we felt, and I think Sean um, Stephen Jones said this as well. They felt like Witten and Des were were overshadowing Dak's ability to lead. I think that's more so what the reasoning was. And if you have a theory and you don't know for sure, you might think that. Kind, kind of sort of like a a, a to in the locker room when 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 they was trying to say okay we're going to make this Tony Romo's offense he's going to have to be the voice because because people were split a lot of people believed what to was saying a lot of people believed what Tony Romo was saying a lot of people believed what Jason Witten and they picked the latter they say let's just go ahead and go with the younger guys you know and they gave to the boot basically that's from what I un- uncovered you know I could be a thousand percent wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's part of it. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they, T.O. did that to himself, though. Uh, well. <laughs> I think 
when you when you put Dez and To and Dez and AB and Dez and Odell, all those guys in the same category, I don't I don't think they're in the same category. Um, both on field or off field, I don't think they're. I think Dez is passionate, I, and I'm not making excuses for him. No, no, no I just no. have never. Other than his 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 locker room outburst, and that was because somebody said something racist. But other than his locker room outburst, nobody can point to a word or a phrase or a time when you were like, look at what Dez is saying, you know, and it's evil or some even in all or nothing, he wasn't saying shit that was malice. When he was talking to his coach, like, listen, why we bit why we he's basically saying why we kissing these dudes' asses like we don't play football too. You know what I mean? When you talk about well, them. Well, well, he is like, little like, gutter, gutter. He's a little gutter, gutter with that. So a lot of people be looking yeah. like, oh, wow. He just yeah, said that. Yeah, why we kissing that? We, yeah, we just, yeah, we, we, they got to stop. <laughs> he was saying it like, that's what Romo would say. Like, they got to stop us. You know what I'm saying? That's uh-huh. how you're supposed to be thinking out there. Though. That's how I want my receiver thinking. I don't want my receiver to be a guy that's a pushover. I want him. Michael Irvin used to fight on the field. He will punch you in the mouth. But I don't I like think that. I don't think that he was just as 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 boisterous as uh, as, as a the, no no as as a uh, 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 of dad as a dad. I think Michael uh, was just Michael was like one of those leaders that you would just sit back and just listen to him speak. I think dad I think Daz he's not he don't speak as fluent as Michael you know. But neither here nor yeah. there. Um, let's do a quick shout out, man. You got people on your page, man. Oh man, shout out to Calvin, man. He just uh mm-hmm. he just donated to the nation, man. So salute for that. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Um uh, it's it's a couple people in here having conversations. My man Harry Salazar always in here holding it down, man. Mm-hmm. I don't see Antoine Myers on here, but uh he one of my one of my uh, my stables as well. But he'll, he'll watch uh, it on Ricochet. <laughs> yeah, he'll definitely watch it. He'll, he'll definitely catch it. But you know, all all these guys that are out here, man, I, like I said, I I always appreciate the support. Uh, Brian Nelson, uh, Salam, appreciate you, man. Dollar Ninja, Gene <laughs> Brian. Uh, these dudes have some some hell of a names too. Ninja man. Nuts, Dollar uh, Ninja, Nick Blue. Yeah, I see Nick Ruth Blue Ruth. over here. Shout out to you and Jackie. Yeah. Hey, say hey, Miss Jackie, y'all. That's in the chat box. What up, Miss Jackie? And uh, up, number one, Gail Gates, Gate Lime. And uh, let me jump over here to the Facebook panel, man, right quick. While you're looking over those uh, that's on your end. Kerry Teagle, he's still over here, man. Appreciate you. Salute. Don't forget to hit that like button. Share the content. Uh, Gerald Fair. I like that last name, Fair. Uh, always a lady. Shout out to you. Don't forget to hit that like button. Share the content. Appreciate you. I know it's your Max, birthday Max. this week. Always a lady. I oh, love shit. that. You know? Yes, indeed. I got to get my weight up. Yes, indeed. What's going on? So who else you got on your end? And uh, of course, Vach Lombardi. Everybody know where the party oh, at, man. Go over there to Vach Lombardi. He breaking down film left and right. Right. That's exactly right. Vach that boy. Yes, indeed. He, he got more patience than me, though. I can't do the three-hour breakdowns like <laughs> I can't do it. I'm like, God damn, it's too long. Even though these breakdowns are long, yeah. the ones I do, but... They, you know, they like, you know, you watch a little TV here, you break something down, you watch a little TV there, you break it. When you're taping it live, it's different, man. That's 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 something. <laughs> I got you on that. Man. That's cold-blooded right there, man. Corey B., shout out to you, man. So uh, we we talked heavily on the uh, on, on the Dallas Cowboys and their strengths and their weakness and what Dak Prescott need to do this uh, coming, upcoming game. We talked a little bit on the uh, Washington team about Alex Smith. Uh so who do you got winning the game and why? 
for the Washington Redskins I, I, versus I, Cowboys? I got us winning because mm-hmm. I think when it comes to forced turnovers, mm-hmm. uh, I think we can force turnovers against Washington uh, a little bit better than they can against us. I think Dak has shown, even his interceptions, I think some of those were bad throws, yeah, but they still did touch his receiver's hands. So yeah. I think almost all his interceptions were on that level. Mm-hmm. So Dak, Dak's, Dak's gun shyness, I think, in this game, being as though I think it's going to be a low-scoring game anyway, uh, Dax being gunshot doesn't really hurt us, I don't think, in this game because it plays right into the way we have to play Washington, which is let's score first, play ball control, keep their defense on the field, and not turn the ball over. I think mm. we can do that. So I, I give us the edge because I, I really do feel like our defense is younger, we're flying around the ball a lot better, and we're deeper than Washington. Byron Jones, right. <laughs> and we're deeper. We're deeper. Yeah. Um, and if you look at any of their playmakers on defense, we have comparable – we have multiple – people that are comparable if you look at kerrigan as a pass rusher or you look at him as a linebacker you know if you want to look at him as a linebacker great we got we got Jalen for that you know mm-hmm. what i mean when i say as far as talent wise uh if you want to look at him as a pass rusher you know we got how many you want to name you know mm-hmm. we got pass rushers so i think our front seven is deeper and better than theirs so i think imposing our will on both sides of the ball is key like it is every week mm-hmm. but i think this week in particular getting a full sample of not only what David Irving can do in the middle, but um, what Collins is able to do. Now that Collins, people not paying attention at all because mm-hmm. they don't know no better. People who talked about Collins don't realize Collins had a similar issue as Dez. When I say that, I mean he had a couple down seasons, or a down season last year, should I say, not a couple, due to injury and playing out of position. Um, Collins was playing the one tech all last year because of his his size people look at collins as a one tech man guy. i thought collins. you were talking about lyle <laughs> you talking about oh, malik no, no, okay no, no. i'm talking about malik oh, okay malik collins. <clears throat> malik collins is one of our best pass rushers on this team no bullshit mm-hmm. if he's playing three technique he was playing one tech because david irving him and david irving side by side you know david irving is obviously a, a better or more suited for the three than the one mm-hmm. but now the way they're rotating them now the addition of Antoine Woods and the fact that he's balling and Ross allow us to throw guys in there that can play that one tech for us mm-hmm. and have Collins be able to do what he does best, which is three tech finesse, man. That spin move was was out of this world. The fact that he has so many moves on the inside is something that guards aren't used to seeing. Mm-hmm. A tackle can deal with a spin move. A tackle can deal with hand fighting because they deal with some of the best pass rushers by you know by default in the league. Mm-hmm. Guards don't necessarily have to deal with that. They deal with a lot of power. Right. Collins got power for you, but Collins got moves on top of moves. He do. And so do David Irvin. So having both those guys rotating in, both at the three tech position, I think uh, that's 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 going to be a difference maker in this game. I, I really do. I, I think our interior defensive line is better than Washington's interior offensive line any day of the week. Mm, okay, okay. So you won't put that score on, on, on the wax too, you know? I'm saying 20, 2017, 2014, somewhere in there. 2017, 14. Man, you and yeah, I, we, you. I think we're going. Me and you close, 20, man. I'm saying 2014, 20, 20 to 17, somewhere in there. I think we win by, by a, a, a score, whether that's three points or seven points. I don't think it's going to be much more than that. But I think we win on the road. Dak, and this is a game that, if Dak is going to step up and show that he can play on the road, this will be the game. 
because it's a game against the division. It's for the division lead. It's enough pressure already automatically insulated into this game. And then on top of that, it's a team that can be had. We mm. can be. You can, they're not like they're not juggernauts. You know, so right. this is, if there's any game you're going to win on the road, this this better be one of them. Better be one of them. I think, I think it may start off uh, slow, and then all of a sudden, I think uh, we're going to get up 28 to uh, 13. Uh, but it's going to start off slow. And, uh, and, who, and who are you scared of? <laughs> now, who are you scared of on Washington? Uh, of, I'm not going to say the Bama boys, but uh, – uh, I'm looking at Kerrigan, number 91, coming off the uh, right tackle uh, side. Although Daz, I mean, not Daz, but Dak should be able to see him, you know, when he gets the ball or what have you because he's coming off that edge. But I've seen uh, Dak Prescott do that rollout play and Kerrigan be sitting there eating his chips. So I'm like, come on, come on, come on with I'm it. You know? the, I'm talking about offensively, though. You, I'm oh, not offensively as far as, uh, whew. I'm not Who scared of Adrian Peterson. I think he stopped the mm. run very well. So mm-hmm. I'm not scared of AP. He not he not the type of guy, you know, he gonna if he if, if it's a close game and he gets his thirty carries, yeah, he, he might he might reach close to hundred, you know, if it's a close game. But I don't see him being able to blow a game open where it's three, four touchdown. Nah, I ain't worried about that. Who can blow the game open for Washington? Reed, Reed, uh the Reed kid, uh the tight end. But see, this I is the thing. We, in the last three years, uh, we saw this matchup. It always been Byron Jones on Reed, you know. So this year it's not. So it's going to be new for me looking out there seeing. Uh, I do know that we got LVE, Jalen Smith, and then also Sean Lee back into the mix. I don't know whether or not they're going to put the, the strong side linebacker on the tight end. I don't know what the game plan is going to be. I don't think we play mm-hmm. much man. And if they do play man, they'll do like a, they've been doing this man zone thing, mm-hmm. which I actually like. Where they, if they are trying to take one guy out like they did Odell, they either play in cover two, mm-hmm. or they'll they'll put a man on him. If they feel like Byron can take him alone, they'll put Byron on him alone. If they yeah. don't feel like you could take him alone, they've been putting a man, their, their weaker man coverage guy on him, whether it's right. AB or uh, or Lewis. They'll put that guy on him, and then they'll run him through zone. So it'll be playing cover three, mm-hmm. but there'll be one guy playing man, and that both that that, that confuses the pre snap. Of Alex Smith because he might put a guy in motion and see that hey they're they're right. they're moving with him, and then post snap you know he's double teamed everywhere you look you know mm-hmm. because in every window that he runs in he's in somebody else's zone and he has a man trailing him no doubt so I like that I think if there is a weakness against Chris Richard's defense yeah I think mm-hmm. we they are weak against the tight end yeah you know why because in the cover three those seams and those those spaces are, are where we're vulnerable but. I think the the play of LVE, mm. uh, Joe Thomas, mm. Wilson, and and uh, uh, Jalen Smith and Sean Lee when he out there, I think as far as coverage, we got the best coverage linebackers in the league right now as a group. Anyway, collectively, you know, we yeah. might have one. You might have one guy who might be better than some of these guys, but as a group, that's one thing this whole team, this whole uh, uh, linebacker core can do. Because if you watch how we play mm-hmm. cover three and cover two, that's different. When you look at your middle linebacker and watch it in the game, you'll see LVE will turn and look back behind him already. And what they're looking for is that deep cross. Mm. And that's how Jacksonville kept trying to attack us. You'll see on the touchdown, AB, uh, Anthony Brown turns around. He could have intercepted that ball. But underneath, if you watch who's trailing and playing trail technique and perfect trail technique at that, LVE is LVE, right under. LVE, right under. Right and, under and, and Troy, right under. who called a game? Who was it? 
what's the news? Uh, Tony Romo. Romo. Tony, Tony Romo said LVE got to get to. If you look at his broadcast, he he would say LVE. That's us on him. He got to get to that ball. And I was like, Nah, Tony. But you know, just he, Tony. He does. <laughs> he got to make a play on that ball. Yeah. Because he was close enough. But AB should have yeah. intercepted it because he was over the top. But he fell. He slipped. He slipped. But every yeah. other time that they tried that, and they they see, so they'll run two two deep looks, mm-hmm. whether it's you know sluggos or, or or just fly routes on the outside, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're running their their slot instead of running them up the seam, they're running them across a deep cross. And what what our middle linebacker is doing, if you if my hands look right, or what our middle linebackers are doing, whether it's Jalen or mm-hmm. it's uh, LVE, they're turning immediately. They're not even looking at the quarterback in our zone. Most 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 linebackers in zone are backing up, getting in their depth. They don't see what's behind them. Mm-hmm. They're looking at the quarterback. We play yeah. a different scheme. They yeah. turn and look for the crossing pattern and then pick them up. So they're playing man. Like our cover three scheme is like man. It's just man on who's ever in your zone. Yes, see what I'm indeed. saying? And they so creep, they creep number 38 so far down inside. Yep. I was sitting there like, man, God, it looks like I, I glanced at it. And I said, "Is who's that new linebacker we got And, and on the all 22? I said, that, that, that's doggone 38. Oh, yeah. That's I, Jeff I, Heath. I, I like know? him down there too. Like Jeff yeah. Heath down there. He's living it down there. I'm like, wow. That means Woods playing a good angles. job. Yeah. Yeah, he's playing some poor angles early in the season, but Woods allows him to play where he needs to be, which is in the box. He a dude that you just let wreak havoc. Don't try to give him, you know, a lot of coverage responsibility. He's not that guy. He a guy that he can run well enough and he can wreak havoc. So allow him to do that by no putting him in the box, helping stop the run, forcing some turnovers, getting some sacks. And I think a backup to him would be Kayvon Frazier. So I yeah. think having those guys in that rotation is, is good for us. But, um, yeah, I think the way we play coverage as far as linebackers are concerned is is a is a difference maker. And it's not too many uh, teams that play their linebackers and coverage the way we do, if yeah, you watch it. Like, I, I see on almost every play. In order for our defense to be as good as it is and in order for it to work, just like it was with the Legion of Boom, those linebackers got to cover. Nasty, so Bobby nasty, Wagner nasty. and those guys are covering because as your as your corners drop on that on on, 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 on that uh, cover three, your corners in that single high safety as they drop, mm-hmm. you have to you have to pass somebody off to those guys. So if if you have a receiver carrying that corner up the field, there's an empty spot underneath them. And you if go. you don't have your linebackers following that, it's always going to be a blank spot there, and all the quarterback got to do is wait for it. And but that's, that's how your going, team. You know, that's how the Texans ate. <laughs> because yep. uh uh the uh Hopkins he kid, he only caught he only caught two passes on uh Byron Jones as it relates okay. to his side of the field. And everybody but was talking it, about, it, hey, he got pass. eight up, eight up. Nah, no, they, they yeah, they they yeah, drug yeah. they drug uh uh Hopkins into the wide, they drug him into the Z yeah. and they also yeah. made him cross field, you know. And those yeah. passes was and like you said, supposed to be a drop off. Yeah. On the one where Byron falls, mm-hmm. watch the beginning of the play. They they did they did a quick motion right before the snap. Right. Byron comes in the press but he's already on outside leverage and immediately Deshaun Hopkins I mean yeah Hopkins <laughs> D-Hop comes in puts his body into him and then press uh, DeAndre Hopkins I'm sorry he yeah. presses he pushes off and then the ball is right there for him as soon as he pushes off it's right there mm-hmm. so it's like you know he didn't kill he didn't kill Byron at all didn't catch not one that. vertical pass on 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 Jones so nope uh, and, it, that, and, that, yeah. and that pass interference was Byron Jones first ever pass interference in his, in his career Oh, for real, man! Yeah, my that was God. the first one he ever had in four years. Ever. Dang, that's so good that's stuff, how man. well the dude covered, man. So for me, I think <laughs> our linebackers, our linebackers can bang with with uh, handling Reed on the in, inside and, because the, they've been running with wide receivers. 
I think they can run with Reed right at least long enough to keep them keep uh, Alex Smith from ripping us apart with him. And, and and the Redskins don't have a DeAndre Hopkins, right? So <laughs> so with that being said, man, uh, we're gonna wrap this thing up, man. Yes, sir. Let let people know, man, where they can get all this good information for us: film session, film breakdowns, film reviews, man. Looking at dissecting plays and things like that. Let everybody know where they can go, fam. Man, you already know the one and only Koye Media. You can go to my YouTube channel. Um, you better off uh, following me on Twitter as well. We're trying to get this Facebook channel up to to mm-hmm. uh, something reasonable. So all you guys that follow me out on YouTube, make sure you jump out on Facebook and follow Okoye Media out there as well. Uh, just give me other avenues to be able to relate to you guys and touch you guys. I can't really talk to you guys much on YouTube. I can put out my content and then it's like, hey, if you say something to me in the comments, I can mm-hmm. touch you. But on Facebook, you know, I can interact with you better. And on uh, on Twitter, if you guys, if you won't miss any of my videos, if you follow me on Twitter, because all of them are uploaded automatically to Twitter. So as soon as Man, cool. I drop something, it's right there on Twitter. You can just click on the link and it'll bring you right back to my YouTube channel and you can watch it straight like that. So if you don't want to miss anything, follow me at Okoye Media on Twitter uh, and definitely follow me on, uh, like my Facebook page and you'll see a lot of my stuff jumping up in your uh, in your in your queue as well. I try to keep my videos on YouTube as much as possible for right now, but I am building out that Facebook platform. So, And you can also find my man right here, Law Nation, on Facebook as well. Uh, and right. we, we, we definitely cross-post to Facebook, so if you're interested in, in, in uh, Law's content, you can find him there as well. Uh, we definitely support each other. Yes, indeed, man. I really appreciate everything, too, that you do for the nation. Uh, guys, exclusive content. Don't forget to hit up Okoye Media there, too. So uh, what's your uh, Patreon uh, site? Uh, Patreon.com backslash Okoye. I won't lie to y'all. haven't been building as mm-hmm. much value to Patreon as late. I need to. But um, I haven't been, just mainly because, you know, I got a newborn at home. I haven't been able to even Salutes. do as many breakdowns as I like, man. But uh, I'm on it. Uh, I'm on it. Uh, my my uh, schedule is uh, clearing up because baby girl is starting to sleep through the night slowly for sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm not waking up at 12. Man, I'm waking up 12 noon, 1 o'clock sometimes when my day started. <laughs> so he's like, hey, I ain't got time to be breaking nothing down unless I'm, you know, holding her one hand, breaking down with the other. So, right. yeah, man. I know that feeling, man. I just came through those uh, narrow corridors there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed, man. But... Man, it's always a pleasure, Koye, man. I really thank everybody for tuning in to the nation, especially those who out there who made donations, those who follow the channel. Don't forget, we got a podcast. That's L-A-W Nation. You can jump on that podcast. You can hear me talk about various other topics. Don't forget to hit that like button and share this content. Join the notification squad. Even a woozy right. Cheeto. He said he's part of the notification gang. And that's what I'm talking about, right. guys. So uh, don't right. forget to help out Mark Holmes, Foots the King, uh, Joe Rod, my guy Koye still too, his, on this thing too, uh, Vach Lombardi, everybody, man. We're going to get this thing going one way or another. Did I mention Big Game James and DDP, D Dallas Prospect? Every legend was once a prospect. Guys, follow those pages, man. I really appreciate you guys know I love you. Let's get this dub for tomorrow. Shouts out to everybody. 28-13 Cowboys Nation all day, even twice on Sunday. Let's roll, baby, baby. Yeah. Yeah. See y'all tomorrow, man. Yeah, Yeah. we're going to get this thing going tomorrow, Koye. We got to win, man. Let's get this dub. This this game will be, it it tells us who we are, man. Like, Jaguars game shows who we could be. This game will show who we are. Who we are, yeah. You don't beat the Jags and let the steam come out yourselves.
know the next game and lose to the Redskins. I think the nah. Jags are definitely comparable to the Redskins in their defense. To put up 40 against that defense, you should definitely be able to put up some points.